people spend a lifetime searching for their purpose. Come walk in my shoes as I find mine. You're now listening to The JK Experience. Going, okay, I'm gonna take full responsibility for the happiness in my life. Good for you, you feel you're talented in that. Pursue that, who gives a crap what everybody else says, right? When you are disciplined about how you take action on the things that you desire to accomplish, does it make you better? Absolutely. All right, everybody. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the JK Experience. Hey, I'm on. I'm here with my main man, as always, Mr. James Rivera. Hello. How's it going? It's going. That's it. That's it. I mean, that's all you get from me today. Okay. It's like late in the afternoon. I'm just wanting to phone it in. No, you're not. No, that's not true. I know you're not, dude. You're on fire, man. You, <sighs> we, you've been a, You've had a busy day. You've had a lot of conversations. Yes. You've had a lot of. Well, you've had. A, you've been a part of a heated conversation already, which is interesting. That's actually the first time that I can remember having a heated conversation between <laughs> two people uh, in the office. So I'm, I'm. I'm really interested to dive into that after this podcast or really figure <laughs> out like really sure. what was happening, and then just kind of, you know, what do we need to do to make sure that uh, no feelings were really, really hurt. Yeah. Um, but uh, hey, uh, today I know that you wanted to ask a couple questions um, about you know what was life like before you came yeah. for uh, you know here at Coldwell well, Cold Banker. What was life like here at the company? And uh, I'm, we're just going to get into that, dude. Let, let's let's hit it because I know that there's some really I think there's some going to be some really great conversations that come from that. So yeah, this I mean this this kind of came up in in just a conversation with with you and I, and and I wanted I mean I had some questions and I'm like I want to know what, what it was like. I mean, what, what are the changes that we've seen? I know I've seen changes just since I've been here. And, you know, one of the things I guess is number one, one of the things, the market has changed so much. I mean, it's changed just since I got here, right? We're, we're a year and a half in, but it's changed a lot just in that year and a half. It certainly changed a lot before that we were in kind of a slump. I mean, it was, it was a tough market. Yeah. And I just want to know, I want to know how you set it up I want to know how you set up the agents. I want to know how you set up the business to kind of adapt and, and flow and evolve with that market. Yeah, great. That, that's a great question. You know, it's interesting because, you know, you do talk to a lot of uh, other companies and businesses outside of Wyoming and even some that are in Wyoming that have uh, been in a really positive market and growth market for the last three or four years. And we had the complete opposite. I mean, we really went into, I would say, more of a recession back in 2015. And we literally just got out of that. Uh, this last year, the fourth quarter of 2018, I, we started to see a really good glimpse that we were going to we get out of it. But 2019 has been an amazing year for uh, Casper and the community. But from 15, 16, 17, and most of 18, we were seeing stagnant growth. I mean, we're talking 1% growth at the most, which we know that like with inflation, that's actually negative growth right there. And so we actually were doing some things that I felt like were very key to the success and just the livelihood. I remember in 2015, we had just moved into our third building. That was a big building. It was a big venture building for us. Um, a lot of overhead and the recession hits. And it's like, okay, now what, what do we do? Right. But it really made us grind down and figure out like what value did we bring to the marketplace? So I think the first thing that we really did is that we owned our value proposition and we became unbeatable. Like we really took what we did and what we provided to our clients and we owned it and we were very clear with it. And we had a very good plan about how we were going to be strategic in getting their home in this market sold. And that was a challenge because days on the market were creeping over a hundred days 
And if they bought it within the last three to four years, there wasn't a lot of equity in those yeah. properties. So you had to be very creative on your marketing and very creative on your planning and very creative on your execution. So we became, I would say more of a kind of a listing powerhouse because we knew that like, if you had listings, eventually the market is going to turn around and, 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 and inventory is king, right? So I would say, first of all, once again, unbeatable value proposition is what we, is what we owned. The second thing is that we did is we actually designed an in-company, uh, uh, in-company, uh, marketing team. So one of our biggest moves was actually to hire a marketing manager, our marketing director. And that was huge because nobody else was doing this. Everybody was always out, outsourcing it. Yeah. And we looked at that and we were like, man, we like, we really truly can't afford that. That wasn't even a financial cost that we could take on. Mm-hmm. But what we could do is actually hire an internal marketing director that could do everything that a big entire company can do, but it was specific to our brand. And so that was huge for us because it led into what we call our CB123 packages. So in our value proposition, we felt like one of the things that would separate us from all of our competition is that we simply could market and outmarket our competition. So between you know, sending out 60,000 postcards in one year because of all of these marketing packages, because we had professional photography, because we had professional videography, because we had professional flyers and postcards, you name it, nobody else was doing that. And the agents weren't even having to do it because we had a team that was able to do it on their behalf. Yeah, And they were able to do it on a nominal amount of money too, because everybody's budget was tight, right? The seller's budget was tight, the agent's budgets were tight. And we knew realistically, we couldn't go in there and afford you know, a $1,500 package to promote that property. So we were very conscious in doing that. So we took a chance into that and it really became one of the pivotal things in our, I believe in our company that propelled us not only to win clients, but also to win uh, agents as well too, because they started to see in that as well. Um, I would say the other thing is that we, uh, and this was probably the biggest thing right here. I knew going into 2016, 17, that, um, I didn't want to continue to keep selling real estate at the rate that I was. I had a team. We were doing amazing. We sold over 100 properties a year. It was awesome. It was great. I mean, and it was exactly what we needed, by the way, too, for the company. Because, I mean, in all honesty, I was taking a lot of those proceeds and I was contributing that back into the company. Sure. Because we just weren't selling enough properties um, with the amount of agents that we had. So I was literally reinvesting my own money back into the company so that we were making overhead, that we were paying the bills, we we're keeping the lights on. But I knew like, I just didn't want to continue to do that. And I, and I had had enough people. I had some really great mentors around my life at that time, one in particular. And as we continued to talk, it just became very clear. It's like, okay, I've got to get out of selling. So I had a goal. I knew exactly what I needed to do. So I had to have a certain amount of money in my account that gave me the freedom. So I was basically saying, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to save about a year and a half salary for myself Mm -hmm. so that I didn't have to burden that with the company that I could actually, uh, not have to take anything from the company and I didn't have to sell anymore. So I saved a year and a half salary and that became my salary so that I could become the the managing director, the owner of a company that was a non-competing broker. And guess what? That became also part of our value proposition. Do you want to go work with a company that have a competing broker or do you want to go to work with a company? that has a non-competing broker. You bet. And that was big. That was really big. So that helped recruitment as well too, which recruitment helps grow the company. And so, um, you know, once we had that mindset, it was like, okay, so how do we continue to keep building on this? Right. We got to keep continuing. And that's when it was, Hey, we have to hire a managing director. 
that was the next evolution for us. That was the next biggest step for us. And that's when that position opened up and that's when we interviewed you. Yeah. And that was massive. I mean, out of all of the things that we've done, I think they were all very integral, but I would tell you that the leaps and bounds that we've experienced over the last year and a half is because we hired not only the managing director, but we hired the right one. And we, you know, that the three points that we have for your position is to recruit, retain, and train. Yep. And it's awesome that we actually have somebody specific for that because you can't wear all the hats as an owner, as a CEO. No. No, you don't, you do not have enough hours in your day to be the broker and the managing director, right? Uh, not of an office this size yeah, or multiple offices. Yeah. Yeah. And so what we were able to do because we had a, a position that was completely outlined is that we created over 150 training opportunities for the agents yes. because now we have a position and a person that actually can do the training at, at that kind of a caliber. Um, we also did like internal recorded Zoom calls with private agent access. So everything that we we're doing, it was either going to be about recruiting new agents and how do we go, how are we going to help change their lives? It was going to be about retaining them, retention. So how do we touch them daily? How do we make sure we're invested in their life? How do we not only bring them to the company, but then how do we build them up in the company and what they're experiencing? And, you know, one of the statistics that I just absolutely love is that when an agent comes to the office, their growth is, and within two years of committing to, to our company, their growth in the volume that they um, start producing in sales is 165% better than it was before they came here. That's huge. Is that awesome? That's unbelievable. Yeah, that's life-changing right there. Mm -hmm. and, and I don't care if you already sell $10 million in real estate. Can you imagine 165% more yeah. of $10 million? And not only that, you're not burned out. You know, I think that's the yeah. great thing that we do is we also teach you and help you have quality of life that is the main focus point that we have with people is that their quality of life gets better. And then in turn, their business gets so much better as well too. Yeah. So that is, uh, you know what you, all of those things, all of those things are really, really important. But I think one of the most important things, one of the things I value the absolute most in this company is the culture. Yeah. Right. I, I want you to, I want you to talk about that culture. I want to know how that culture has adapted some of the, some of the changes you've made in that. And I, you know, I just, I want you to be honest with me and, and just tell me, Hey, here's things that I wish maybe we would have done a little different earlier on mm -hmm. and just kind of, kind of riff on that. Yeah. So, I mean, culture is the, uh, really at the heart of what we do. I mean, it really truly is. We believe in that, in our culture and we believe what we're trying to provide for the agents. Um, it starts within the leadership, right? It starts, it does. And I mean, it does start with me, but that literally goes to the leadership, which is able to have even greater impact in the agents. And we're, we're seeing that right now. So you have to put really great leaders in, in place. Uh, first of all, I believe that if you don't have great, great leaders, if you don't have leaders that are bought in, if you don't have leaders that are, um, that trust the process, we talk about trusting yes. the process so much, right? If the leaders haven't trusted the process and their lives haven't been impacted by it, you can definitely tell who's have been impacted and who hasn't been impacted. So true. Because you can't make an evangelist of somebody if you yourself aren't an evangelist, right? Yes. And we talk about that daily. I mean, that is something that at the end of the day, like every leadership a, a class, every leadership uh, meeting that we have, we talk about how are we evangelizing to the agents and how are we helping change their lives, right? We're always doing stuff for that. So I would say that um, I, you know, one thing that we do with the culture is we're constantly looking at how do we get more involved with the agents' lives and meeting them where they're at. So uh, you had a great idea and I thought this was awesome. Um, you know, as we have expanded, obviously one of the best days in their lives is their birthday. Yeah. And so we've always been intentional about birthday cards and the whole entire office signs birthday cards. So we're giving out, you know, gosh, we're giving out 70, 80 birthday cards, you know, a year. Yeah. 
But I love that where you're like, hey, you know what you could do, Josh, is you should do a personal phone call to every agent uh, when it's their birthday. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I could do that. And, you know, the first reaction is like, you know, I could totally slide dial it, right? Yeah. But then I'm like, okay, but what? Isn't that kind of cheating, right? Like I can slide out because I don't want to really talk to them and I don't want to take it. I mean, so I did, I had some heartburn over that yeah. and I'm like, no, there's a better way. So one of the things that I, I feel like I have a bad rep with is I'm always serious. I'm always focused and I'm always like visionary. Mm-hmm. Let's go for it. Right. And I don't relax a lot of the time. So I thought, okay, well this like, I want them to see a different side of me. And so I started doing Snapchat videos and with a funny voice, with a funny character or something like that. You use the filters. I totally do. That's exactly <laughs> right, right. I always do. And, uh, that's the only way I can sing happy birthday. Uh, the ones that are bad is when you have the filters that don't change your voice. So I'm like, I'm so sorry that you're gonna have to hear me actually sing, but, um, but I'll do that. I'll do happy birthday to them. And I'll, you know, it's, 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 uh, intentionally for them. So I do a new one every time that's with great. their names. So yes. it's personal. And then I send it to them. And I've had a just a massively great response to that. And it just lightens the mood. I love sending it because it is really funny. And I love the fact that they find enjoyment of it, that their broker, the owner, the person that really truly does care about them can can actually be entertaining or be funny and can understand that, like, listen, it's an important day for you. So we want to celebrate it with you. Yeah, right. it is an important day. And, and a lot of times, and here's the other thing that I've learned in my years, no matter how much somebody says, oh, birthdays aren't a big deal, they're not a fuss, watch, don't don't call them on their birthday one time and see how big of a deal it is. It is. Right. So, and I, I, wanna, I wanna point out also that we, we learned this, you and I kind of learned this thing together from talking to an agent outside of our office yeah. who was derailed by the fact that their broker did not even wish them happy birthday. Their broker or their company. Or their company, either yeah, one. I mean, yeah, no, no, I mean, it was like, it was both. It was yeah. broker and company. I said, sure. they didn't just acknowledge it at all. Sure. It's like, it was just another day. Yeah, ignored. Yes. And it was it was a big thing. And I'm like, okay, yeah, okay, we've got it. We can't let that happen, right? Yeah. So then we started coming up with this. And I think it's great that you're doing this this Snapchat filter thing. I, I don't know if I have the stones to do that, but I, I think it's awesome that you're doing it. It's so much easier with a filter on it. It's, <laughs> it's almost as if it's not really you. Sure. But I, I think that, you know, we were, we were so intentional with our culture because we are typically, I mean, we are truly like on a daily basis, we're looking at ways that we can add value to the agents. So whether it's an acknowledge them on our anniversary of how long they've been here with with our company, whether it's um, a milestone in their commission, right? It's a milestone in the sales that they've had. Um, and then not only that, we're also, I think one of the things that we worked on culture too, is that um, we're very much aware of our competition. We're very much aware yes. of uh, what's going on, where it comes to commission splits, when it comes to competitive pricing, when it comes to that. And so we did make a conscious decision um, about two years ago where we're like, listen, I'd still love to keep this model just because it's profitable, but we've got to, I mean, we've, we've got to figure out how we're going to be competitive in this, in this environment. And we always go to this, this notion of with a lack of value, price will always be the common denominator, right? right? That's right. And we did that so much. So we were adding so much value to the agents, but at the end of the day, we still needed to figure out how we could be even more competitive with our commissions was, and we did, we changed it. The industry was changing and we had to adapt and I'd rather be proactive than reactive. And so before it got to a point where agents were starting to question their loyalty to the company, Mm -hmm. we said, no, we're going to get out in front of this and we're going to do this. We're going to be proactive and we're going to tell them, Hey, listen, you're the hero. You've crushed it. And we, because we've grown 
are able to do this financially. And now our commission splits are going to be that much more favorable to you. But understand this, we got to keep growing because if we're going to continue to keep giving back and as much as we give back to the agents, we got to make sure that we are diligent with our, with uh, our employees and our pay structure for them. I mean, we're, we're a growing company. Yes. There's a lot of overhead. And at the end of the day, you still got to keep the lights on. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that, that, I would say those are the biggest things that we do. And then we have massive community involvement. You know, that's the 10 K parade day. Yes. The other things that we do, we give to th- over 30 charities in our, in our, uh, in our community. So we're just so proactive with that, which all at the end of the day, it helps with the culture and it really helps the agents buy into a bigger vision of what their company's doing and what they can do united. Yeah. I think we both agree. If you are not investing in your culture, you're, you're not investing in your business. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, and they think they're investing in their culture, but they have to take a step back and say, okay, really what value am I bringing to the yes. culture? If it's simply just about like, well, I really like doing this, this, and this, it doesn't mean that you're investing in the culture. You've got to be like boots on the ground. You got to be intentional with it. You got to find out from your leadership. You got to find out from your agents, where are they at? What's going to bring value to them? And how are they like, how are you provide like, how are you building that culture from yourself into that? And then how are you taking that culture back into yourself? You know, Gary, Gary Vaynerchuk, I just listened to a podcast with him and he says, if you think culture is about having free snacks in your cafeteria, you are going to effing lose is what he says. And it's so true. It's not about free snacks. It's not about parking spaces. That is not culture, right? Culture is genuinely caring about the people who are in your organization and building them up and making them, making them more than, than when they came to you. So, uh, real quick, one more question. I want to know. Magic wand, you can go back and you can you can change something you've done or haven't done. Tell me tell me some things that you would have changed that you would change in hindsight. Um, I, I think the the biggest one that I would change is the fear of the phone. Um, mm. I would have been I think I'd have been a lot more proactive with knowing that I had to have really like I had the opportunity to have really good conversations um, with agents that were out there that were truly struggling. And knowing that um, we can make a difference in their life, and I would, I, I would have encouraged myself to be like, no, I truly believe in what we're doing. See now, like, you know, in hindsight, what well, I know that, like, I know what we do works because mm-hmm. we just see it. We have it. We have we have proof positive. We have we have the people, and their lives have been changed. Yeah. During that process, during the last five years, we were in the process of seeing if this actually worked, right? So it was yes. a lot of uncertainty and a lot of unknown, even though we believed in our heart it would work, we didn't have the statistics to back it up, right? But I would just say, I would I, like, Josh, just trust the process. You can, we can, you can, we can make a difference in the people's, in people's lives. And so I would have been much more proactive when it comes to the fear of the phone and getting over that. The other thing is I would have started plan B, which is kind of been our recruiting platform for the last, mm-hmm. I don't know, three or four years here. I would have started plan B, and started planting those seeds right away because it does take a while. Unfortunately, it does take a lot of conversations. It does take a while for them to know that um, you truly care about them, that you're not just recruiting dollars. Cause I think that's a lot of company. I, I know a lot of companies are doing that. Yep. They're looking at, well, that'd be, you know, if we recruit a so-and-so they're bringing in, they're selling this much volume and that man, that'd be bringing this much money to our, to our company. And you and I both know that that's not what this company is about. No, I mean, I love the fact that they have they have success and they're bringing it here. What we're trying to do is help them get to the level the next level of success, whatever that is for them. Yeah. And so, I would have started Plan B much sooner, so that we would have already had those uh, conversations and we would have already planted those seeds, and they would already would have you know quote unquote germinated into a better relationship. So they would have we would have built that trust with them. So 
we would have had an opportunity much sooner in their careers to have them come over. Man, my job would have been so much easier if you'd have done that. You that that much more boring, you know. No, I don't. I don't lack. Okay, for, you're right. Yeah. You're, 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 you're <laughs> it would never be boring. So I would agree too. Uh, you know what? That's great. I you know I I want to commend you here outside looking in, coming here realizing what everything that you were doing. And initially, I did. I'm like, hey, this is you know this is a great concept. Does it work? Yeah. I can tell you, I have seen it work day in day out. You just trust the process. So you're doing great things, and I'm I'm so glad I'm a part of this. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, dude. I mean, you have the addition of you, the addition of your position, and the quality of what you're bringing to that position. I think is so important. I mean, you can like as as owners know out there, you can hire a managing director, and it can be the biggest debacle. Sure. And if they're not bought in, if they don't trust the process, if they are not evangelizing themselves first, uh, and uh, buying into what you believe in then there's no way that they can truly go out there and represent your company. So, I mean, it has been awesome to have you come and join the journey, join the fight, uh, join the uh, join the cause, mm-hmm. right? Because we believe that we have a true cause here at we the do. company. And uh, I tell you what, man, if you are, I just would say that if you are an owner, if you are um, a CEO and uh, you're not doing these things, then you know what? Hey, we're a phone call away. Yeah. I'm a phone call away. You're a phone call away. We. We, uh, we're always open to that, man. We, we definitely want to have conversations. We would more than willing to share really even more so than we did today, really the nitty gritty, how it works, how do you implement it? How do you follow up with it? And how do you keep yourself accountable to that? Because you'll see massive results. Unfortunately, just like anything, it just takes a lot of time and planting seeds and you better do it now. You've got to put in the work. Yeah. All right, dude. Hey, uh, good questions right there, man. That uh, it made me think. And I know that, uh, uh, I was able to revisit some things. So that was really good to get that in the forefront of the mind, man. For sure. Okay. All right, guys. Well, hope you guys enjoyed it. We kind of, we went a little long, but I hope that we brought some good value to you. And then I hope that you guys had some things that you could take away and implement, implement, implement into your business. If you do not act upon it, this podcast will not make any difference in your life. We'll talk to you soon. Wait, before you go, we want you to know how thankful we are for you listening to the JK Experience. You're the reason we keep sharing valuable content every week. If you found any value in this podcast, please subscribe to our channel and write us an honest review. We want to know what you think so that we can grow with you. We'll catch you next time.